Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. And a fine Saturday matinee to you, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. Steve. Good morning. I'm outdoor casting today. Hey. Oh, so jealous. Beautiful weather here. Oh. I, I'm I'm really jealous. It's uh, it's like 40 degrees and kind of gloomy. It's rained all night. Well, that's oh. where you live. That's what it does there, right? But it smells good, and there's life in the ground. <laughs> For you, you guys, it's just carnage and desert. <laughs> right. It's Fury Road down here. Yes. <laughs> Uh, what's new in your movie lives? It's been a, it's been a good, uh, a good week of movie watching, I would say, you know, I, man, I have been watching your letterboxd and you, uh, what did you, did you not work this week? <laughs> it's on the Ben Lott train of, I just watch movies all week long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm amazed by those guys. I'm like, uh, where does the time go? I, I like, how know. do you, I don't know. Give so me the highlights, Andy. Uh, well, I, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if it's even something I want to talk about, but I watched Tower, the really interesting documentary that I loved. Um, it was just a, such unfortunate timing. I actually watched Miss Sloan and Tower uh, on the same day. Um, both really interesting stories that have a certain theme. 
And then when I finished Tower, I turned on the news, and it was you oh, know, just the, yeah. the horrifying news. It was like that was yeah, the weirdest, yeah. you know, confluence of of cinema going I've had. The way that it, it timed itself with the with the real world. But the documentary Tower is really a stunning documentary. It's it's done in kind of uh, rotoscope animation uh, with some some real interviews, um, recreating and kind of telling the story of the of the sniper at the University of uh, was it University of Austin in Texas, where he was um, back in 1966. Uh, yeah, when he was just shooting crowd, yeah. down on the not the quad. I don't remember just, what, just what do the they big, call the, that. The big court, yeah, the big courtyard area. Yeah, courtyard thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really powerful oh, documentary, God. really interesting. And just the, like I said, the timing was just, uh, kind of made me sick to my stomach actually. But, um, yeah, so that's, that kicked off my week. And then last night, uh, I, I finished it up with, uh, watching Richard Linkletter's Everybody Wants Some, which I have to say, I heard a lot of people say they liked it and I watched it. I'm like, oh, this is really, where, where is this going? It was one of the most pointless movies I've seen. It wasn't boring, but it was just so pointless. I don't know if you guys watched it, but man. No, I didn't. And uh, mostly because the trailer gave me absolutely zero to look forward to. Well, I should have listened to my heart because that's what the trailer did for me, too. But it just got such great reviews that I'm like, well, I guess I'll watch it because maybe I didn't get it from the trailer. Nope. It pretty much was the trailer uh, just two hours long. (laughs) I'm sorry, man. (laughs) What are you going to do? I'm sorry. I uh, I had a I had kind of a similar week weirdly um, so I just finished watching uh, Grand Piano, which was a, a fantastic. I, I really enjoyed my experience with Grand Piano. Uh, no. Have you guys seen it? Ooh. I've only yeah. heard the music, which I love. Well, the music is is lovely, except for the 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 final piece. That it's a. Uh, I, I know we spoil movies, but I don't want to spoil you guys. <laughs> no, yeah, don't don't spoil it. You, should, I you really it, yeah. should see this movie. It's very clever. It's very clever. And and uh, it, it's a very small, it's a small movie. Right? It, it's a, a compressed movie. But it, uh, let's just say it is uh, related to Las Vegas in, in a, a similar inciting incident. And it's, it, I finished Grand Piano uh, and then... There we go. Turn on the news, yeah. and that's that's what I heard. And so I immediately followed that up uh, with Bad Moms, <laughs> sort uh, of a palate cleanser. Was that I what needed, that was? That's exactly what that was, Steve. That's exactly <laughs> what that was. And I'm going to tell you because of the emotional state I was in, I imagine I actually really enjoyed that movie. I thought it was quite. Uh, it was it was it was funny. It wasn't as over the top as as something like Girls Night, um, but. Uh, it, it was it was great. All, they were charming and funny and crass and uh, and and I think what's interesting about that movie that gets that it gets right is the relationship between the kids and the aspirational nature of wanting to like wanting the best for your kids and how crazy that can make you as a parent. Uh, and and Mila Kunis is it was fantastic and she she comes off like an adult person, which I have a hard time seeing her as sometimes. Uh, and and so uh, <laughs> because she's not an adult, what. what? Why? Well, because no, of I mean, that you know, I spent show? so. Is that... It's because of that oh, okay. '70s show. Like yeah. she's stuck in in that '70s show, and okay. it, for me, and even even a movie like Ted, like I, I just it it she never kind of crossed the <laughs> crossed that um, and and Jupiter ascending, and uh, like she's never really crossed crossed the line. To like for me. serious and adult roles. That's yeah, and and here she is in a not serious yet adult role, and I thought it was really quite okay. lovely. So uh, it, it was great, um, and and so. <laughs> You know, I mean, it ended up as a three and a half star, uh, but it was a great palate cleanser. So I'm, I, I ended the week all right. Okay, I've been spending more time on TV. Yeah. I think just because I've been struggling to find something that I can. So I'm looking for that palate cleanser, and I've just been yeah thrilled with the second season of The Good Place. I think they've done a tremendous job of taking that concept and reinventing it for the second season. So I've just been it's ridiculous and fun and silly and the writers are just coming up with some great jokes there so that's where i've been living i've been living in the good place this well week. and Kristen, i've heard such good oh. things about that show and Kristen bell is so oh funny and in fact it's interesting because she totally steals bad moms oh, as like yeah. just off the wall uh but really understated off the wall like <laughs> she's the goofy one in the background did you guys see the the testimony um the it was like the federal reserve testimony i think 
uh, that's been floating around YouTube uh, because oh it 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 contains the best troll oh, the, ever the uh, Mr. Whatever Moneybags from yeah from like Monopoly the Monopoly guy. guy. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I've not. Huh. This? It's this. Uh, it's it's the standard sort of Senate kind of tes- uh, testimony camera. Testimony camera. This is the C-SPAN <laughs> like camera. Yeah, it's kind of, well, it's kind of like it's a close up on the guy who's testifying, oh, okay, sure. and in the background is a guy with a monopoly mustache and a top hat on, like in and the, the monocle peering over the, the monocle, shoulder. <laughs> and and then yeah, halfway through he puts a monocle on and he's twisting his mustache, <laughs> and that's it. That's all he's doing. It is it is the best troll I have ever seen, uh, and uh, it's floating. Right? It's really great. You got to check it out. I don't even. I never want to know who the guy is. I don't know what the story is. It's just great. But anyway, that's what I think of when I think of Kristen Bell in Bad Mom. She's great. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. But it's also uh, Fall TV is back. Like, uh, oh, yeah. You know, so there's there's a lot to start catching up on. Yeah, there's there's so much good TV coming uh, that, yeah, it's it's a challenge to keep up with with everything. And I think what's interesting is. Last year, we had a lot of good shows that started, and I think there was sort of a wait and see of what's going to happen. So there's a long gap between the next season. Like, I'm really waiting for, like, the second season of Westworld and Legion, and I've got to wait till 2019 for those. Uh, wow. That's a wait. Yes, it is. I did check out uh, oh, The Gifted, okay. speaking of yeah. the cinematic universe. Yeah, Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it's a really interesting uh, premise. Because it it takes place in a universe where the X Men were but aren't anymore, and yet there are still mutants that are living as sort of renegades, and they have all kinds of wacky powers, and and uh, they they live underground, and you can tell it's a you know it's a lower budget show because they do have sentinels, but they're not sentinel giant robots. They're the Sentinel Service, which is like a, a police force, like an like a uh, it's like the Secret Service, but they're the Sentinel Service, and so it's kind of funny, you know. See, I got that um, mixed up in my head with the Hulu Marvel's Runaways because it's another like teen focused one. So there's yeah. like there's all that Marvel has all these properties just hitting all over the place. So I've heard great things about Runaways. I think the trailer just dropped, you know, like within the past day. I haven't had a chance to see it yet, but I've yeah. heard great things about about that as well in terms of. I find it interesting now we've got you've got Marvel on network TV on Netflix and now Hulu. They're just everywhere. Right. They're dominating the media. They are space. everywhere. Yes. But you haven't uh, you haven't seen anything else? Uh, well, if, if I talk about a movie, then it's going to get us into our lists, sort of. Because <laughs> oh, oh, somebody I, did I, homework. Well, well, yeah. well, Pete, you talked about what happened to Monday a couple weeks ago or whatever. And. And so I, yes. so I watched that cause I thought, okay. And it was going to tie into our list and, um, it, yeah, I, it's an interesting film and I, I enjoyed the beginning of it more than the end of it, I think, but it's, uh, I knew that that's what you were going to, I knew you were going to say that because I imagine when you watch movies, the movie starts because you really are an optimist at heart, right? <laughs> you I know you want to love yes. movies. And so no, I start I things thinking, I'm just going like, to hate this from the beginning. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you're not. Because this is it. For me, it's very much a, it, it's a, a Steve Sarmento versus the world. <laughs> when you look at a movie, you're watching a movie and underneath there's like a fuel gauge and it's five stars. And as you're watching the movie, the fuel gauge is like, is slowly but surely decreasing. And, and you landed at three stars and I could just watch. I hear the little <laughs> ding. You know, when a star goes yes. away, that's how I imagine you watch movies. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. And uh, these are these are your stars to lose. That's, it these is. These are your stars it to is. lose, movie. Yeah. <laughs> Say hello to your mother for me. <laughs> yeah. It, and so, uh, yes. And so I saw your letterbox review. You landed at what? Yeah, three stars? So. Yeah. It, I'm I'm su- supremely disappointed. Well, now, as you. I recall, you said you really enjoyed it, but had a feeling that when you went back to watch it a second time, yeah. it was going to drop. And I haven't yet. So, I haven't watched it yet. So right now, this this may be so, a temporary. So you've got what, like stars like, well, I'm gonna just pretend these stars are here because I know it doesn't really deserve it. But I'm gonna, I'm just gonna be oblivious to my to my own feelings about this film and pretend <laughs> that I don't know no. that it's. I'm gonna pretend it's not a flawed film. I'm gonna live in this illusion where it is this much better film than it is. 
No, Steve, you totally misunderstand how I watch oh, okay. <laughs> I watch movies with a little gauge, and there's always a bonus gauge that's the, Steve hated this movie, so I'm going to give it an extra star. <laughs> he was preemptively absorbing your stars as he I lost think, them. I was. See, I, think, I think what happened is you, you used up all your stars on that that should have been on The Kingsman too. I think is what happened. You, you have an allocation of stars. You know it's this. like, oh no, I, I, I used up these stars here. I can't give them to this movie. So <laughs> It's all we get for it. the year. My monthly- uh, it's, you know, by the time October hits, I'm in, in a tough state. I'm sorry, Blade Runner. I haven't even seen you yet, but I guarantee you, you're not going to get over a half star. I'm just, I'm out. No more stars. Catch to me in January. Yeah. yeah. Uh, should we? Uh, should we talk about trailers? Sure. Yes. I, I'm really excited about um, about my trailer, which is the Square. Which is a new film by, uh, you know, we've talked about the director on the show, um, Ruben Ostlin, um, who uh, did um, uh, Force Majeure, which we uh, had as a listener's choice with our friends over the seas. Um, and, you know, we had really, it was a really interesting film to watch. Watching the trailer for The Square, I don't know if I, I would have uh, pegged this as the same filmmaker because this is just, it looks like off the wall, wacky really strange. Like I, I, I couldn't quite put my finger on what they were doing with this, but it was so fascinating. I had such an interesting, interesting time watching this trailer. It was just kind of, it was fun. It was crazy. It was energetic. Uh, the cast looks really interesting. It it almost looked like an episode of, of uh, Black Mirror without the, um, without kind of the sci-fi element. It's, it's just kind of this, this funky different look at our society and kind of satirizing art and the way people, uh, you know, get what they need and stuff. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I really couldn't quite understand everything that was going on here, but it, it just completely fascinated me. It has Elizabeth Moss in it, uh, Dominic West. Uh, uh, it just it, it's an interesting cast of people in a film that looks really intriguing. And I it won uh, the Palme d'Or, I guess, at uh, at Con. This past year, and it's just been getting a lot of good, uh, a lot of good buzz. Um, I just can't get over though the the guy who I'm not even sure. I think it's it must be some form of art performance art. The it looks like a kind of a bodybuilder guy who weirdly has like the face of Jim Carrey, um, <laughs> who's got like weird like I don't know claw things on his arms that he's walking around like this fancy dinner and just like being a monkey or something. I couldn't figure out what the heck was going on, but I had so much fun watching this trailer that uh, that's my pick. What do you guys think of this one? Oh my god, I was in stitches. I thought it was great. Um, the uh, I, it was really funny um, and surprisingly funny. Like I'm I'm with you. I didn't. It, it was like overtly funny in a lot of places in, in ways that Ruben Osland. I I don't know Ruben Osland as being such an overtly funny director. Um, the stuff that that I think we found funny in. Uh, force majeure was not funny because it was overtly funny it was it was like hard to like oh my god that's so real oh my god that's i can't watch that that's <laughs> it's funny i'm laughing because it hurts yeah. kind of thing and uh and this was uh, definitely not that i think the guy playing the monkey was terry notari who did a bunch of motion capture for uh, i i think for like kong oh, yeah, i think right, he actually right, yeah. was it, is a yeah. monkey uh <laughs> and a motion capture monkey and <laughs> he's a monkey it was he is a monkey, <laughs> and 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 I think that was uh, that that was pretty cool. Like, he was, was rocket. It was pretty neat. Uh, oh, rocket! In, in oh, the Planet, Ro- Donald, Planet oh, of the Apes, okay. or the, both of them. Oh, and he was go. also okay. Kong yeah. in Kong Skull Island. In Skull Island, right? So, um, you know, so it, you know, let's just say he's a legit monkey. Like he's got he's got the resume to prove it. And when he slaps the glass <laughs> out of that guy's mouth. Uh, at the end of the movie, I that was it for me. I that was so funny. I I have a weird thing with Elizabeth Moss. Like she is, not, she's you know she's big into Scientology, and I have you know fine, but she's chosen to like the weirdest circumstances to like you know po- like really get into it with people on like Instagram and things. Like, I find that really distasteful. She's she's become uh, a, a weird advocate, and so every time I look. At her, I think, ugh. ugh, I'm exhausted by Elizabeth Moss, and it's a bummer because I think she's supremely talented. Like she's very talented, but she exhausts me. But she's an actress, and she should learn her place. <laughs> Is that what you're saying, Pete? <laughs> 
man, did that not go the direction I expected it to go? That's what it sounds like you're saying. Uh. I, I assure you, I am not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying as a public figure, you got to be careful about the fights you pick with your fans. Oh, yeah. Well, that yeah. is true. That's what I'm saying. No, no, no. That's fine. So, okay. There you go, Steve. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, I clearly made this <laughs> no. about politics. No, it's interesting because I, I have not seen Force Majeure because I, I listened to the review and I, I'm just, I have to be in the, I feel the right frame of mind for that type of film. And so I'm just waiting for when I have the right time because it is a lengthy film and just when I'm ready for, to take on that. But watching the trailer for The Square, it reminds me. I think just totally, it's reminding me of The Lobster, where you've just got, you've got, (laughs) you've got filmmakers from abroad uh, using, you know, American actors to tell these just really quirky, odd stories. And I'm so glad they're out there. I'm so glad there's a place for films like these and that it's attracting A-list talent that will hopefully get people to, to try something new, to try something that's really sort of out there on the fringe, um, Rather than just so much of the sort of banal, you know, typical Hollywood fare that everybody complains about that is just giving us more of the same old, same old. So I'm I'm really intrigued by this and, and hope it finds its audience and hope that people give this a try because it looks really interesting. And I think maybe one of those nice conversation pieces where people watch the movie and, and then discuss afterward. It's not like they just go sit in the movie theater in the dark next to one another and then leave and then just go on with their lives. But afterwards they sit down and say, Hey, this had some interesting things to say. And how do you feel about that? Or what do you think about that? So I'm, I'm hope I'm hopeful for films like this. Yeah, me too. That lobster comparison is good. That, yeah, absolutely. That's a great comparison. It, I'm surprised A24 isn't releasing this. <laughs> yes. Who who is releasing? Is it? It's probably Magnet. Second uh, second string A24. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't see. say that. It's being... I love you, Magnet. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like Magnolia Pictures. Just oh, okay. so you know. It's oh, there you go. The you know what? Third <laughs> third string A24. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Jeez. Um, this is actually, it's, you know, this is, uh, it premiered at Cannes and then it's been kind of slowly opening around the world since then. Um, our friends in Sweden got it August 25th. Uh, we're one of the last places to get it. It's going to have a limited release here, October 27th. Uh, and just behind us, it's Argentina, the Netherlands, Spain, Denmark, Portugal, and the UK. Uh, UK doesn't get it till March 16th next year. So they are definitely the ones in last place as Ugh. far as uh, getting this. They've got to wait a heck of a long time. Brexit. But it's it's making its way out and around the world. Hey, uh, last little note about Terry No Terry. Did you see that he's playing um, uh, Teen Groot? <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. really? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he'll be awesome. Team Groot in the uh, in the next two Avengers movies. So I did not see that. That's awesome. Excellent, Steve. What's your trailer? I've got an A twenty four film, Andy. So take that. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> and it also premiered at that fancy French film festival, and it's also on a weird release schedule. It's what I see is it's coming out in Japan on December first. And I'm, still I'm like, when does it hit the United States? I don't know. But what I'm talking about is a really quirky movie called How to Talk to Girls at Parties, which has Nicole Kidman and Al Fanning and is based on a very short Neil Gaiman short story about uh, some teenagers in the sev- punk rock teenagers in the 70s that uh, run into uh, or find themselves at a party that's not the party they thought they were at. And there's some cute girls there who happen to be apparently not locals. They're very (laughs) odd teenage girls. And so it looks like a little romantic teen, romantic comedy set in the seventies with aliens, I think. Uh, Yeah. uh, That's what I'm bringing to the table today. What, What I love about this is it's basically the world's end. Uh, if the aliens invaded when they were still teens rather than when they turned 40. <laughs> it's like, he even has like the same little speech. We just want to have fun. Have a good time. That's so funny. I thought the same thing, but with Footloose. It's like Footloose with aliens. We just want to dance. <laughs> oh, That's I loved this trailer. I can't wait to see it. Uh, just it's, it's one of these, another quirky little sci-fi film that, 
Yeah. Has such a nice vibe to it. And uh, I, I have to say, John Cameron Mitchell, he's, I, I really uh, just am not in the fan of uh, Hedvig and the Angry Inch like many people are. I really just did not like that at all and have avoided pretty much everything else he's done. But after watching this trailer and knowing that it's A24, I'm like, well, I guess I'll give him another chance because this just looks really good. I'm with you. I think it looks really, I, I think it just looks funny enough. You know, funny enough, and and so I'm I'm totally going to give it a chance. I don't know. I still put this in the category of of um, things like uh, me, Earl, and the Dying Girl, but with aliens and Footloose, and uh, what else? Edge of Seventeen, but with aliens and Footloose. Uh, like they're all <laughs> they're all kind of in that category for me. There's a spectrum, but it's not a very wide one. So yeah. I'm excited about it. I think it looks charming. When does it hit? Did you say already? <laughs> yes, it hits Japan on December first. <laughs> That's it? Like, that's, that's the only one? That's the only thing I can find on this. So I, I know in September it got picked up by A24, so I I don't know. I Based on the comments that I'm seeing, it's it been getting some – it had some mixed reviews. So maybe there's questions of whether this is going to get a theatrical release or it's going to go straight to video. I don't know, but I'm assuming A24 is maybe trying to figure out – how what's the best plan of attack for getting this out there because it is uh yeah. it's it's a quirky little film from the look of it okay cool. my trailer is uh oh geez yeah what did you this do? is one this is the 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 inner child went back under the <laughs> stairs yes <laughs> because this is a film that i'm just gonna say exists it's a big budget county reeves <laughs> film that that looks like it should have been on black mirror but they threw too much money at it and 19 producers like that's too many people producing a movie uh it's wow. way too many and one of them is lorenzo de bonaventura and so that can't be good uh <laughs> so pete and, and, uh, <laughs> ping and there's two stars already just went away before I started watching this. <laughs> I haven't seen the film and it's already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I picked this, I picked the trailer for Replicas uh, because I really love the story. And this is a story that should be on Black Mirror and they should take some money away from it because I think that if they do that, uh, it, it becomes something that has a little bit more heart to it. It, it reminds me of, um, it's a story of, of uh, Ken Reeves he loses his family in an accident. He happens to be a a uh, brain doctor of the future, and he invents a brain, and he downloads his family's consciousness into these new brains, and and recreates his his family. So we we've seen this story before uh, in you know other iterations, and this is a replica. Replicas is a replica of a lot of of movies that play in this sort of sci fi uh, universe, but. Um, I, I just, I'm a fan of these stories. And so I picked this trailer mostly be, just to note it exists. And because, uh, Checo Variz is the, the Peruvian, uh, cinematographer who, uh, is behind the camera on some of my very favorite episodes of shows like The Strain. Uh, and, uh, so he's, he's just a really intense camera. And, and I love that. And I, I feel like this could be, even if it's absent of, um, you know, soul and heart, uh, and and falls more in alignment with you know Transformers. Thank you, Lorenzo. Um, I, I still think it it might be an entertaining watch. Um, and it, the thing makes me nervous. They've got the trailer out. There are no release dates. No release dates anywhere, as far as I can. And think it tries so. to grab you with from the producer of Passengers, right? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's not a real strong selling point for me because. But but you know what's interesting? It's sort is yeah. unfortunately i can't watch passengers without recutting it in my yeah. head every time yeah i, I mean this I, I agree there's an interesting story to this i look at this and say oh this looks like this was this nice little sci-fi short story out of some anthology somewhere and they've tried to make it into a film and somehow just disconnected with what the story was trying to say and have tried to make it about something else because i i see there's little pieces of interesting story and ideas here but the execution of it i just i i know this is going to be something i'll probably watch on netflix just one late friday night where i'm like yeah it's keanu reeves it can't be that all that bad right but 19 producers yeah, yeah <laughs> i know I, I think the story looks, it's one of those, like you said, it, it looks like it's got an interesting story. It's something that I would be interested in. Is this the the uh, the package for it? I'm not quite sure. Um, it's got a lot of things going for it. So it could be more fun than 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 we'd expect. 
Um, but with replicas, what uh, what I think is uh, interesting about it is that uh, you know there are these sci-fi films that sometimes like can surprise you. Um, and, uh, this is one of those where, cause like ex mock and I watched that trailer. I'm like, well, it looks interesting. Um, you know, I, I wasn't sure if I'd want to see it or not. I mean, this could be one of those, who knows? I I'm not quite sure. I think it's, it's far enough in advance where I don't know, but I will say like you, the thing that gets me the most worried about this is looking at some of the, the details about, um, kind of who's involved in everything. Not so much the, the, the people specifically, but when I, when the trailer started and it was a studio I've never, or a distributor I've never heard of, Entertainment Studios. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, as the distributor of this, I'm like, who are these people? That instantly, unfortunately, kind of put me off. <laughs> so I'm like, well, it's not even like a major distributor. This is going to end up being like a, a minor sort of film. So that is just one, one of those weird little things that kind of, that already kind of told me, you know, I want this to be good, but oh, maybe it's not going to be as good as I want it to be. Yep. Yep. I wish I had release dates again. No release dates on this one. I, I you know, it's, it's a role. Well, I think the, the trailer says, you know, doesn't say something like coming everywhere in 2018. 2018. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. There you mark it down. <laughs> be, begin watching yeah. the calendar January 1st and don't stop until December right. 30th. Pete has his stars <laughs> saved up for this one at the beginning of 2018. <laughs> now you, you forgot to put a trigger warning on this. If the, you know, things poking eyeballs in Star Trek First Contact bothered you. It looks like there's a whole lot of needles poking eyeballs in this yes. movie. So, yes, that was a tough yeah. one. I did not like that. I'm not a fan. Uh, there you go, replicas. Okay, with that, gentlemen, let's talk twins. Okay. Uh, let's do it. I'm going to... Um, hmm. I believe, yeah, you, you called first. <laughs> he just gets time, to do right? all three of his because... Well, there's a stand... <laughs> Standing, standing <laughs> now first. then the show's over. <laughs> standing first. Uh, it, it's really not me going first. It's Steve can't go first. That's that's actually the rule. It's it, There's nuance. Uh, and I'm going to start because I can't believe I had forgotten this movie exists. And it only came out in 2009. Oh, we should talk about what is the what is it that we're talking about today? What is the list, Andy? Well, in honor of uh, Star Trek Nemesis, we thought it'd be fun to do... Uh, movies that have uh, one actor playing uh, like twins, basically playing uh, two parts and, and and seeing how that worked. Even though in our film, it doesn't have two <laughs> right. Patrick Stewart's. Notable for having not that happen in it. <laughs> okay, so I... Oh, but it was really the two datas, I guess. There you you're go. Right. Two da- saved, my two datas. Saved. My two datas was a short by Lorenzo de Bonaventura. Uh, my number three pick is one that just gives me continuous chuckles. Came out in 2009. Yes, Ed Norton plays Bill and Brady Kincaid. Why would you want it to look like a hate crime so it don't look like a drug crime? Yes, it's Leaves of Grass. Tim Blake Nelson's uh, uh, directed, stars Carrie Russell, Richard Dreyfuss, Susan Sarandon. If you haven't seen this movie, you must see this movie. Uh, it is one of Edward Norton's best. I laugh all the way through. I've, Where do you guys I've stand on Leaves of Grass? Really? Th- these are all people you love, guys. You love these people. I know. Yes. Leaves of Grass. I have to look the movie up on IMDb because I'm at least, I don't even know if I've heard of that. I I, re- I remember it now that you mentioned it, and yeah, I, yes, these are people I love, and these are people I love that have sometimes made yeah. bad choices as well. So yes, they <laughs> yes they have. It's this falls in the uh, the IMDb star window, right? It's on the low <laughs> end, but it falls inside the window. If it's over six stars. Uh, then you know that there's a chance you will like it. If it's really, if it's six below six stars, then there's, you know, don't waste your time. But See, Leaves I, of Grass, I think there is a, there is an audience in which I sit. Okay. See, I think it was really written and directed movie. by Tim Blake Nelson. And sometimes I, I look at those projects mm-hmm. and say, okay, this person has this little project. Is there enough, I guess editorial around that person to help them make this a good film or is it just like oh here go run with this and there's nobody there to really help guide this along it's just sort of this free-for-all of like i'm writing and directing i'm gonna do it however i want and that's not always the best way to make a film you need those voices to to help moderate And i guess that was my concern of like tim blake nelson wants to make this movie and he's gonna make it how he wants it so i'll i'll put it on my list to see I find it, well, you know, I know how you feel about most of the things that I really like, Steve. (laughs) I'll start with five stars and we'll see where we end up. (laughs) 
That's right. <laughs> Andy, do you do you, you haven't seen it either? Let's let, I can't let, believe. I it. haven't seen it. No, I I don't think I heard. I I feel like I vaguely remember he- hearing about this movie, but it's one of those ones that it's. Uh, I think it just disappeared from my consciousness uh, too quickly, and I haven't thought about since it must have come out. So yeah. Well, I don't know. If I it's didn't telling. even know that Edward Norton played twins in it. So there you go. I don't know if it's telling, but I actually did see it, really liked it, and then <laughs> forgot about it. So okay. that's, that's <laughs> it, it took this list endorsement to remind me that this movie is really funny. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Steve, go ahead. Okay. We'll make this Andy is go tough because I'm I'm trying to. To think about what do I do first so that I don't, so that I'm not setting up for you guys to take my other picks later on. Which is <laughs> As you should. Oh, yeah. I know, that's, so that's become I, I the challenge. I think I'm going to go in chronological <laughs> order. So I'm going to go with the, the one farthest back. So I'm going to, this is, I think, probably my early introduction to Woody Allen. So I'm talking about Purple Rose of Cairo, where we have the film characters come out of the movie so we have jeff daniels playing two roles where he's the actor and then the character that has come out of the film to romance uh mia farrow so we've got uh, an interesting part where we've got the same actor playing himself and then the character that he portrayed in the movie so that's sort of where my my twinsies come from where we've got the same actor sort of in a in a, in a twist so i'm perhaps bending the rules a little bit but uh I'd say <laughs> yes, they're not they even related. They have the same fingerprints. That's the whole problem. This character's out there running around with his fingerprints. He could be causing crimes, and he, he's going to be on the hook for that. Oh, that's funny. What? That's awesome. I've never what? seen that. I've never oh seen gosh. it either. This one yeah. is so good. Really? Yes, it has so much to say about about entertainment and film because the whole setup is it's it's. You've got a movie going, and I think this is like in the 20s or 30s, and the actor steps out of the film, and the rest of the movie, all the other characters are left there on the screen, and the projector is running, and they're just sitting there waiting. For the, the story can't move on because the main character has left and is out in the, in the crowd, out in the city, and so people come to see the movie, and they sit there, and they're commenting about, well, we don't want to just sit here watching these people sit around and talk. Where's the action? Where's the story? This is really boring, just sitting around watching people talk to each other. It, yes. That's awesome. Yes. So I love the concept. Yes. I'm not, I'm, and I know I'm, Andy's such a fan of Woody Allen, I can't believe he hasn't ca- uh, captured the complete catalog. <laughs> I'm not, I am not a big Woody Allen fan. This was one that I just was an interesting concept, and I think it went beyond what I usually see of, of Woody Allen because it, it did sort of have something to say about movies and entertainment and, and just the, the general conceit of the whole thing of a character stepping out of film, uh, something that I think was interesting to explore. Well, it sounds like an interesting one to check out one of these days. Is Maybe it, is it above or below uh, Leaves of Grass, <laughs> Andy? <laughs> I will probably watch this first rather than leaves of ground Uh, sorry (laughs) all right what's your number three uh my number three you know i just i uh i i'm like you guys i'm like which one should i do first i don't want any of these to be taken away i'm gonna go with one that that made me laugh a lot um i haven't gone back to revisit this movie um since it came out, but man, did I have a good time watching it uh, back in 1999. Uh, that's right. I'm talking about Frank Oz's film uh, Bowfinger with Steve Martin and, and Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy uh, doing one of his uh, fantastic bits of playing uh, multiple roles. In, and in this time, he's playing his own brother. He's playing the movie star, Kit Ramsey. And then he's playing his slightly less awesome brother, Jeff. And... <laughs> And watching Steve Martin as the most inept uh, filmmaker ever, um, Bowfinger, trying to make this movie, pretending like Kit is in it and (laughs) filming these scenes, and then having his brother Jeff fill in for scenes where he really needs him to be there. Uh, It's just one of the funniest things ever. And I I really had a lot of fun watching this movie. I hope it's as good as I remember because I haven't watched it in so long. it, it, It is. But I had such a good time. And Eddie Murphy really, I mean... You know, there, it's easy to dismiss a lot of his movies because they tend to just be so bad. But I will say he is a person who really knows how to play multiple roles well. I mean, we've talked about it on on the show with Coming to America. And while we didn't end up loving that movie as much as we remembered, it was still so fun seeing him play so many different roles and do it so well. So 
That's this one. I just love uh, the bit of Kit and Jif, and I still always say, K-I-T, keep it together, keep it together. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> that's good, Andy. That's good. I, uh, I, I, I didn't connect with Bowfinger the way you did, I, and, oh, I haven't, and therefore I haven't revisited it. So oh I, maybe I should. Maybe I should. Well, I, th- yeah. well, I think I, there's something to be said. I think there's an insidery aspect to this of have you know working on an independent film or something of just the struggles and the creative problem solving that Bowfinger comes up with for some of his things that I just were I found hysterical when you've got yeah. the, his his Hispanic film crew and the guy's got the like we'll work for food <laughs> sign and they're ready to shoot so then he flips it around so it's you know bouncing light uh to to illuminate the shot uh the uh, strapping the heels onto the dog uh, in the parking garage, <laughs> I just so many great things. I can't believe this one didn't come to oh. mind because uh, no, this Andy, you need to visit this again. It is it's so much fun. It holds. I will. So I'll well. definitely have to. Yes. Uh, okay. My next pick uh, is a flagrant cheat. Flagrant cheat. Uh, and I say it with no regrets. I am talking about, of course, Jack Palance, who plays both Curly and Duke Washburn in separate movies, City Slickers and City <laughs> Slickers 2, The Legend of Curly's Gold. Yes, I know they're not in the same movie, but I freaking love Jack Palance. And so I could not pass up a chance to shoehorn in a second movie, including a twin. <laughs> and with that, I feel like I win. That's it's it's pretty funny. I mean, it would have been better if he was in the movie as both brothers. If, it, but, if there was yeah. even a flashback, I was and I I yeah. can't quite remember City Slickers too. I feel like maybe in in the movie as it plays in my head, there must be a flashback. So that has to count, <laughs> right? That has to count. Uh, sure. If maybe, you think about I it hard know. enough, eventually it'll have a flashback for you too. That was one of those those one of those pairings that City Slickers worked so well, and I felt like you know they Curly died and it was really tragic and yes. it, it hit home and I, I really thought that was a very powerful movie. And the second one for me just felt like they were trying to do everything they could to recreate what they all the magic from the first one, and it didn't work for me. Yeah, no, it, but it wasn't um, good. even even uh, you know having Jack come back as his own brother didn't work, but but I'll still let it slide, I guess. <laughs> what do you think <laughs> Steve I, did you like these ones I, I think I saw each of them once you know 20 odd years ago when they first came out on video each one and yeah eh, they just they never stuck with me <laughs> I you know I yeah I vaguely remember them but I I couldn't tell you I would I would give Pete a pass on this because I have no idea he could have played both brothers in you know in the movie and the story could have been about the brothers fighting. I don't even remember what the stories are about. So that's the first one is so good. Yes. It's definitely yeah. worth revisiting. Yeah, okay. I'll watch Bowfinger again. You watch City okay. Slickers again. All and right. everybody All should right. watch Leaves of Grass, dummies. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, next pick, Steve. Is that you? Yes, that is, is. It your turn. Yeah. Yes. So w- when I first had. To think about this list, the first thing that came to mind was, okay, I got to get into the 90s because that's when like technology was starting to get to the point where we could like put the actor in a scene facing themselves and it and it sort of worked. And so one of the ones that, that first came to mind, um, this is, uh, and I did get some assistance from my wife on this one because I was like, there's there's a lot of them and I, I'm struggling to I, I see the poor visual effect in my mind and she's like, oh, the one with the creepy twin gynecologist. Yes. Oh. Dead ringers. Dang it. <laughs> Man. Because you've got, and she said, well, the movie's most memorable. Yeah. For the, you know, weird sort of twin scenes, but then the, just the beautiful design on his weird instruments. Those are the things I remember most about this movie. Dead Ringers, Jeremy yeah. Irons, and Jeremy Irons is twin creeps. Beverly and yes. Elliot Mantle. Although it's the 80s. Is it, is it the 80s? Yeah. Oh, late yeah. 80s. Okay. I love this movie, and it was definitely going to be my number one, but I guess not now. 
okay. Uh, no, it's it's a fantastic movie. A solid choice with great work. They Cronenberg uh, did some really solid um, uh, work with his uh, the uh, the camera in this to kind of create the fantastic scenes pairing the twins, which is a big challenge. Yeah. And it's nice to see the evolution of that over time, especially in scenes like in this one where they spend so much time on screen right. together. Yeah, I'm pretty disappointed about that too, Steve. I don't know how you you didn't even get to go first and you trumped me. Uh, this this is a challenging list. Uh, yeah. I will say, going back through the films we've talked about, Pete, we actually have a good number of ones that I wanted oh, to me too. Yeah. that we've talked totally. about on the yeah. show. Adaptation with Nicolas Cage, The yeah. Prestige Adaptation. with Christian Bale, Social Network, Army Hammer. Come on. What did I miss one? Moon. Moon. Oh, Moon. oh right and, out loud. Uh, Joe versus the volcano with yes. Meg Ryan playing. Oh, yeah, there you God, go. They yeah. were it's just a, a list was full of them. Yeah, There's well, that's a, lot. a great, great pick. Uh, what's your uh, what? Absolutely. What are you going to do now, Andy? Well, I'm going to do. Um, <sighs> what am I going to do? I'm, I'm just looking. Which one should I do? I'm going to go with. Um, you never see these two together in the film, um, but. Paul Dano plays uh, twin brothers in the fantastic There Will Be Blood, uh, one of Paul Thomas Anderson's uh, most brilliant films. Weirdly, I I didn't like it the first time I saw it, and then I revisited it several times, and I I like it more and more every time I see it. And Paul Dano is so good as just this this incredible, uh, this this, uh, uh, reverend who kind of comes through and... and, um, takes up with Daniel Plainview, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis's character, and just really interesting uh, scenes together. I, I love what they do. Um, uh, but he also plays his brother, and he he comes through. So he's Paul and Eli uh, Sunday as two separate characters in this film. Um, and they both en- end up having some scenes with Daniel Plainview. Uh, just a fantastic film. Uh, different brothers, which I liked, um, despite their, uh, obviously, their twin uh, look and everything, but just a fantastic film and well worth checking out. So uh, didn't have to deal with the crazy, complicated camera work to get it uh, done, but still brilliant film. That's a uh, that's a good pick. I, that's one of those movies I uh, I I enjoyed and only watched once. I'm not. Uh, it's not. Uh, not it's worth revisiting. I, it yeah. is. It is worth. It's revisiting. a long one, yeah. but definitely worth it. Uh, my number one pick now, Steve is uh, the 2000 film Legend, and again, in a nod to last week's movie, uh, this is Tom Hardy playing Reggie and Ronnie Cray, uh, the identical twin gangsters who terrorized London in the 1960s. Have you guys seen this one? Isn't that 2015? Yes. You said 2000. Well, I didn't mean to. That made it really confusing. I did not mean to say that, Andy. <laughs> there was a silent S, the 2000. Eagle, eagle ear, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see this one. No. Um, I thought it looked interesting, but I, I missed it. It was good. Uh, it was very good and uh, totally worth seeing. It is, uh, it, you know, I was such a fan of L.A. Confidential, and I see this very much as the spiritual sequel to L.A. Confidential. It's written okay. uh, yeah. by Brian Helgeland, and and in this case, uh, um, also directed by Brian Helgeland. And I, I and and so I I think it's it, I think it's absolutely worth seeing. Um, it is it's much better than its reputation allows, and the the twin work is is excellent. It's you don't give it a second thought. Of course, they're identical twins. It, it was wonderful. It was as good as as Army Hammer in Social Network. Like there was just never a question um so um it was fantastic totally worth seeing legend 2015 another one in the the 2000s no that's one i've been wanting to get around to it because i i I do enjoy tom hardy's work and uh brian helgeland i think yeah it's just one that came and went really fast or there was a lot of other things to see but uh yeah one i'm definitely looking forward to exploring totally worth it all right what's your last pick steve okay it ties into this weekend it does because mm. we've got a, right. we've got a big oh. movie this weekend, you know, Blade Runner that we're going to be talking about on the film board, and so I'm going to look at that director, and uh, I know this is a film that Andy does not enjoy, but I'm talking about Enemy with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, interesting. Ah, Which interesting. is a film that is going to twist around your brain a lot, but you've got Jake Gyllenhaal playing um, a guy who discovers that he has a twin. It's a, an, a, an actor in films, and so he tries to track down this twin, but that's just really sort of this, 
surface level story. There's a lot more going on with him and his wife and just all kinds of crazy things with spiders. Um, it's a film that I enjoyed and I think there's a, a lot to pull apart and unravel in this film and what these, who these twins are, their relationships, are they two parts of the same person? There's so much going on. It's just one of those films that I enjoy because it's something that gives you time to, you need time to think about and digest what you just saw. Cause when the, in the final scene of this, it just, I just caught me off guard and I thought, what, what just happened? So that's what I'm bringing to the table from Denny. Uh, one of my favorite filmmakers, it's, Andy. You didn't like this one. It's 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 a it's an interesting movie. Um, I just it really just kind of uh, you know is one of those ones where I really I watch it. I'm like, ugh, I don't know if I want to watch that again. It just kind of you know was uh, not. I, I guess I didn't know what to expect. It, it was just a really kind of a, a mind trip of a movie. I just couldn't get into it at all. But I did find it affecting, and it's certainly something that I've thought about a number of times since. I, I, I actually, I, I'm, I'm with you. Although I'm more on the fence of I'd, I'd revisit this movie. I think it was great, mostly because I just love uh, Gyllenhaal. I think he did a great job. Um, have you guys seen Aftermath, the um, uh, Schwarzenegger airplane? Uh-uh. It was written by Javier Galon, who wrote um, uh, Enemy, and I, I haven't seen it either. But I, I, I liked Enemies. Just I like the script enough that it makes me want to check out more of this um, of of Javier's work. Interesting stuff. All right, Andy, close it up. Well, for my uh, closing film, I'm going to pick the the one that I first saw that uh, where I first got to see an an actor or an actress in this case um, working on screen opposite themselves, and it was a uh, it was fun to watch at the time, and I think it still uh, is stands the test of time as as a great example of of filmmakers uh, using their technology to to kind of create this effect, and it is of course. The wonderful uh, Parent Trap that Walt Disney did back in 1961. I had so much fun watching this as a kid with Haley Mills playing the two, um, you know, separated twin sisters without realizing that they were sisters and then trying to get their parents back together. Um, it was just such a kind of just a cute film and a lot of fun as a kid. I haven't revisited it in a very long time, but I do remember liking it quite a bit. But Haley Mills did a great job on screen of playing the two sisters um, and differently enough, which I thought was nice. And then of course with their parents, uh, Brian Keith and Maureen O'Hara that they're trying to get back together. So um, a lot of fun, but that's the number one film for me. That's, that's awesome. a great film. I'm so fi- glad yeah, you that's that. a great yeah. one. That, I sort of felt like this should be like the, the, the parent trap list, because I mean, I think that's the, that's yeah. the one that really <laughs> established. This is, is something you could do. Um, and then I, uh, you know, was familiar with that. And then with my kids, uh, you know, they sort of, you know, I had to balance out the Lindsay Lohan version with this one. So because there was that modern yeah. update, I think that, you know, it was a nice way to, to modernize that. But I, I think the original does does still stand the test of time. And it was it was one of my backups, along with uh, a couple other, you know, sort of interesting i had a i had a lot more films than i thought i was going to have on this list i struggled last week and this week i thought it was gonna be tough and i found a whole lot more so i had plenty of backups just in case so totally i you know the march of technology is a funny thing in in this you know i my kids it was several years ago started watching uh uh live and maddie you know the disney show have you guys heard of this Uh Dove, dove cameron plays twins uh and uh, I sat down and I watched that show with my kids and I, as we're, we're sort of talking about that and they're just kind of taking it, you know, for granted. And I can't, every time I see it, I, at like five minutes in, I look at, you guys know how incredibly hard yeah. this is to do? Like, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. This is amazing. You, this, you are partaking in the miracle of flight. That is the, that is what is happening here with like motion control and stand-ins and they do everything on the show. And this is a, a 22 yeah. minute sitcom. Like, we have come a long way since 1961 that we're able to do this kind of quality work on TV just yeah. every Oh, week yeah. now like that's that is an amazing thing that and, and so and that's why like you still have to step back andy you made the point in in the movie last week that uh, when they do that over the top shot that rotating shot uh, over right. data and and before that's amazing that we can't oh, figure yeah. out where they're cutting away that that is just that's mind-blowingly cool so celebrate that even if you don't like the movie that it's amazing 
Here, here. Hallelujah. And this it's it's a technology that's I mean even before uh, the Parent Trap. I mean back to I, I I'm sure it's even before this. But Danny Kaye did a, a musical in 1945 where he plays twins on screen. So this has been something that filmmakers have been trying to do for quite a while, and yeah. it's just amazing how they get better and better and better and better at it. To the point, like you said, that it's just a casual thing on sitcoms that you don't even notice anymore. It's you pretty don't amazing. even notice. It's it's crazy. It's just crazy. That's fantastic. Okay, so this week, Andy, we're doing uh, we're doing Star Trek: The J.J. Abrams reboot, and mm-hmm. so we need to come up with something awesome for next week's list. Do you guys have any ideas? Well, I think I casually threw out the idea a while ago that uh, you know, hey, we should do one with uh, actors playing, uh, you know the same roles or kind of rebooted roles. Um, I don't know if that's something we, we still want to consider. What do you guys think? Spoiling Star Trek. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler alert. (laughs) Every character in this movie is rebooted. Everybody. I'm sorry. (laughs) So so wait, so you've got, I'm, I'm trying to piece this together. So that's different from just movies that are reboots of franchises. We're talking about, well, it doesn't have to be a reboot. I mean, you know, you had a, a new James Bond. So, oh, so we're talking about you know, five a, films. We're talking about Sherlock Holmes. Okay, so different actors playing different actors. Playing An the actor, same, yeah, different same actor character. coming in to play a different role. Yeah, same character. Yeah. Is there is there yeah. a, a rule that Andy uh, that is going to limit yeah. some of the more obvious choices, or is this <laughs> going to be just another race to number yeah. ones? Yeah. Oh. Like, <laughs> I'm, I don't know. Should there be a, a rule to limit it? It is pretty broad, so that may reduce the competition. Because we really, all of us really could pick Star Trek. <laughs> Uhura, Chekhov, Kirk, Spock, well, actors, I don't think we're for, going for... So a, <laughs> actors. A whole film, yeah. Is it a film, or is it we talk about two, like, okay, here's the two, and here's the two actors that played the same role, and we're talking about that? I think we would skip the first ones. You'd have to go for the yeah. the, the the rebooted version of that character. Yeah, because we can't. Okay. Right. Yeah. It's oh, like the soap today. opera where it's like today the character of John will be played <laughs> today. The role of Pete will be played by Tommy Handsome. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> boop, 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 oh, I'm pushing the buttons. Um, <laughs> so, okay. Oh, no. I, all right. I think that's. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll see what we get out of that. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things right. that have, I think I think with, it could be characters. Yeah. I think the challenge will be to find something interesting and unique because there are a lot of, you know, now we've got lots of franchises that have been rebooted. We've got stories that have been told over and over again. Um, yeah, I think we can we can find some interesting ways to talk about that. I think so, too. All right. Jake Lloyd. <sighs> Because we can't, well, otherwise you get, you get into time. I, have, I hadn't thought about that. We're not going to do time but. travel again because we've got, I mean, that's the other aspect of that story. And then you have, I mean, the other sort of spoiler is where you've got two actors playing the same character in the same movie. Well, that's that's more the uh, the same thing we just had with uh, with Picard yeah. uh, being played yeah. by uh, the two right. characters. So, in this so film, basically, but. so no time. So basically, travel. we're saying that's, the Star Trek reboot did nothing original because everything that we're talking about that that movie did the previous <laughs> been mo- done time before. travel. Two actors playing the same character. Yep, the Romulans. <laughs> the yeah. wow, you guys have a planets being yeah. destroyed. <laughs> They basically took a bunch of pieces from the previous 10 films, <laughs> wrapped it all up in a pretty bow. So what we're really saying is this next list is actors playing rebooted roles in themselves in J.J. Abrams movies that are wholly unoriginal. <laughs> wow. Is that what we're doing? I, I may have missed a memo. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, you might have I missed think something. It, this but, was good. But I run think, with that, I think we're good. Yeah. I think we're good. I think we can do this. And I know that uh, we should challenge ourselves not to do the movies we've just been talking oh, about. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. All right, here we go. That's it. Hey, thank you, uh, uh, everybody, for downloading and listening to this show. Because if you're downloading and listening to this show, it means you are a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash the next real. Thank you so much for helping us continue to do this uh, uh, every single week. Uh, this week on the show, Andy, uh, where are we in our Star Trek series? We are uh, going to be, well, as we just said, we're talking about number 11, which is J.J. Abrams' I, it's, I don't even know if you want to call it a reboot, but it's it's kind of a, a rebirth of Star Trek. Ooh, a rebirth. Speaking of rebirth, rebirth. Uh, Steve, uh, this week on the film board. Rebirth? Yeah, you're the teaser. How, how am I rebirthing anything? Oh, because of Blade Runner 2049 is a, yeah, re- Blade, is a yeah, rebirth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I don't know. Oh, I haven't yeah, seen it, so I can't. I don't even know. I don't even know what it's about. I haven't seen any of the trailers or anything. I do. I did watch the three shorts, which was fun. So yeah, I'm I'm heading out later this afternoon to check out Blade Runner. I am trying to like suppress my inner child in so many ways because I I just rewatched. Actually, no, I watched for the first time the Blade Runner, the final cut, Ridley Scott's definitive version, which I had not seen before. I'd seen the other original theatrical release with all the voiceover. So I'm really excited about seeing that version. I really enjoyed it. I've got one of my favorite filmmakers directing this. So I'm trying to just not have such high expectations. So uh, it's it's a challenge. So I'm I'm eager to talk. And I'm sure Andy's just biting his tongue right now because I think he saw it last night. I will say nothing. Yeah, see, exactly. Oh, I so, hate that so much. I'm leaving right after I finish editing this. I'm going to go. I've see got it seven this stars so to start with, wait. so we'll go from there. So. <laughs> <laughs> that means I can start at three and know that I can make up the difference with Steve. Okay. Uh, this is great. Everybody, thank you for downloading and listening. Steve, Andy, always a pleasure. Happy Saturday, Matinee, agents. Happy Saturday. Yes. Talk to you later. Ciao. Yeah. I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Get started today.